to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for TV and movie lovers. I'm your lady host, Sonia Stanger, and I'm joined today live in the studio by my dear pal and co-host, Sean Dunham. However, you'll notice the conspicuous absence of our third amigo, Jeremy Legui, who's away on assignment for the next several weeks. Sad. It's sad, and we miss him, but... When dad's away, the girlies will play. <laughs> so today we decided to talk watchables that we think Jer would hate. Yes, absolutely. So hi, Sean. Hello, how's it going? Good, it feels good to be back in the stewed. Well, is it? Well, stewed? it's stressful. <laughs> it is stressful. <laughs> but it's okay, we, we've got it. We're going to do great. We are doing great. We're and um, Women in STEM, we, <laughs> we know how to work everything. <laughs> exactly. Scientists. Um, so, Sean, how are you coping with Jer's absence so far? Honestly, since Jer's been gone, my life has gone downhill. <laughs> I don't know if I told you this. I threw my back out this week. No. I had to go to a chiropractor. He cracked me up. And not making jokes, he... <laughs> He uh, crushed me, but he he did fix me. But I, w- I woke up on Monday, and I was like, I have to sell my apartment. I have to get a wheelchair. <laughs> like, my life is, oh my God. is different now. But it was not. It was very dramatic of me. Well, I mean, pain is awful, so that's fair. Yeah. But anyway, I'm back. I'm back, and I'm better than ever. Oh, I- yeah. I'm bending. I'm twisting. Yeah, fun fact, Sean's actually in a, a full half bend right now. Oh, yeah, I'm talking, like, between my legs, yeah. like yoga. <laughs> Incredible breath control, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I um, since Jer's been gone, I've, you know, just been really, really sad, crying a lot. No. Moping around. Which is weird because we don't interact that much between yeah. shows anyway, but <laughs> it's, it's like, but it is really affecting you. It is. Uh, and, you know what? We're just going to have to try and cope together. Mm-hmm. Um. So what would you say are the broad categories of things Jer doesn't want to watch? Okay. Jeremy does not want to watch, famously hates watching remakes. Mm-hmm. Yes. these are. He doesn't like you to repeat it. Yeah. Um, there are some notable exceptions I'm sure that we will get into, but he he will not. He wants new IP. That's what he wants. Yeah, he's he's just asking for some innovation, you know, some originality. Yes. And I would say that goes for sequels as well, not universally. No, he no true, but he is he's got his eyebrows raised with a sequel as he's well. He's skeptical. Um, perhaps he's, rightfully so. He's like why why are you picking backing? Mhm. That's what that's what Jer says. <laughs> that is <laughs> Jer 2023. Um I would say musicals are also something that we've talked about in the past. Yeah. He, and maybe he hasn't found the right one. Mm-hmm. I have one I, we're going to talk about today that I think. That you think will get him? I think could change his mind. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think if I recall correctly from our, our movie musical episode, he just kind of doesn't get what it adds to the story, mm. which is fair enough, I guess, but respectfully disagree respectfully disagree come on how else do you show uh an emotion an emotion and a feeling <laughs> with acting i think not <laughs> you gotta use the song you put it in a tune but it, exactly couldn't you just put it to a tune um another thing i was thinking about is sort of when 
I feel like it irks him when something lacks like internal consistency or like logic. Yes, his lo- his logic meter is off the chain. Mm-hmm. He he's uh, yeah. I feel like I can hear him saying, "It doesn't make sense. It doesn't do that." Yeah, and it's like, well, that's true. And do I see illogic illogicies? <laughs> No, I do not, really. <laughs> That's And I love that about Until you. pointed out to me, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Why did they? Who knows? <laughs> Why, yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm the true bisexual in this trifecta with this mm-hmm. because I get it. And I, like Jer, will sometimes completely lose my immersion in something if there's a small thing that doesn't make sense to me. Or that I'm like, wait, that doesn't add up. But then when it's something that I'm like deeply invested in or really like... I'll I'll let it wash over me. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not here to critique. So yeah, I um, I think those are the main categories. Yes, I agree. Yeah, things that don't make sense, and anything that is piggybacking off the first one. Mm -hmm. Another one, actually, that I just thought of would be like if it's visually boring. Like, oh yeah, as a as a filmmaker, Jer's in it for innovation technological innovation technical innovation and like some strong vis he does want strong vis yeah and you know what he's right and he should he should demand that he's right for this jer uh you have 24 hours to respond (laughs) you're busy i think but let us know what we got right and what we got maybe we can do an episode when he gets back (laughs) he can critique us i don't think he's listened to an episode that's fair he doesn't have time yeah, I don't think he likes listening. He doesn't like our show. Yeah, you know what? Can you blame him? Yeah. Actually, yes. Um, so what are some... Spe- oh, no. Ooh. Oh, stroke alert. Um, <laughs> Not stroke alert. <laughs> what are some specific titles that come to mind when you think of things that Jer don't want to watch? Okay, well, I this was one that I didn't even know about, but it is from 2012, and it is a Total Recall remake Remake. remake starring Colin Farrell and Kate Beckinsale. And I think that that would very much give him problems, kerfuffles. It would send him into a tailspin. An eye twitch, maybe. An eye twitch, because I know that he he brings up Total Recall a lot. Mm-hmm. Every time he's like, you guys watch this? I'm like, no. <laughs> I was just about to say, like... I know this is a title that Jer's brought up multiple times, and he's told us what it's about. And he's like, you definitely need to watch, and we're always like, no problem, baby. Well, yeah, it is Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm, Okay. Something with memory, (laughs) you know. (laughs) It's good that we can recall this. (laughs) Yeah. But um, anyway, I think he would absolutely throw himself out a window if he knew that it. (laughs) There was a 2012 remake. <laughs> okay, Jer, hopefully you're not listening right now. <laughs> Please pull over. Life of the show, Ellen. Get some eyes on Jer, maybe. Get a wellness check. Um, I watched a little something this week. What did you watch? That I thought Jer would hate. I went on a hunt of things to watch that I thought Jer would dislike. Mm-hmm. And it did make me giggle. Like, let's be, let's just be clear and transparent to the listener. This is a flimsy show concept. It is. There's not a lot of meat when you drill down. <laughs> Sonny and I are both. We have things going on, okay? Yeah. Um, but but I think it was kind of fun to just be like, would you hate this? I'm going to watch it. And so what I chose to watch, one of the things I chose to watch was a 2004 masterpiece. Oh, that's a strong word already. Called Barbie as the Princess and the Pauper. Pauper. 
popper. Like, you know, not that <laughs> like kind of popper. Like pimple, pimple popper? <laughs> no, not that kind <laughs> either. Um, popper, like P-A-U-P-E-R, like the, so the with, classic Mark so, Twain tale. Okay, wait, let, this title again. Barbie as mm-hmm. not... No, I know. I thought it was okay. and. Okay. But it's Barbie as, as the princess, princess and the, and the pauper. pauper. Because famously. So she's both. Well, yes, because. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also funny because it's animated and Barbie's not a real person. So, right. But, but, it's, but it's Barbie. Talk about a flimsy concept. <laughs> yeah, I know. But also you're like, this is a lot of levels for Barbie. But I mean, there are levels to Barbie, I think which we'll talk about. Well, there is. I think that there's a little more meat on Barbie's bone. Well. Like... <laughs> In you know certain I mean? spots, for yeah. sure. <laughs> so more Especially than around the chest area. Not the feet. <laughs> the feet are just little twigs. Yeah. Um, I think it's, you know, we have a lot to talk about in terms of Barbie in the coming months. This is, when you said you would watch Barbie this week, <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. It's in my, the, the Barbie uh, release date is in my calendar. Yeah. So I, how did you, it was like, I've, I thought you were going to say, I saw someone's TikTok live and watched like <laughs> an executive watching Barbie. Yeah, uh, for the listener, if you somehow don't know, Greta Gerwig is making a, a Barbie movie this summer, and it is my Joker, and I suspect Sean's as well. It looks very explosive. Yeah, I think it's going to be brilliant. I think it will also be brilliant. Yeah. What is also brilliant is Barbie as the princess and the pauper. Right. Okay. So this follows Mark Twain's classic tale of. A prince and a pauper, like a, a poor person, basically, is what that means, <laughs> yeah. who look identical and who switch places. And so both of these are Is it explained by? why they're identical? No, it's so frustrating. Literally, the beginning of the movie is, on the same day, two beautiful little girls were born who looked identical. One was a princess and one was a pauper and it does not explain. <laughs> but why <laughs> Why on the it. same day too? And so right off the bat I was like, well, Jer would hate that. Magic, yeah. <laughs> Lack of maternal It's literally just like, it's magic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the internet told me that this is the foremost of the Barbie films, the the best of the best. The top the of the top. Because I was like just a teeny bit too old. For these to have been my oeuvre. Like, really? Because Barbie was invented in like the well, 60s. So. I know, but the movies. <laughs> How old are you? Started to get big in like the like early yeah. 2000s. I think I can see the animation. I know the extre- yes. the very weird. Oh, the Uncanny Valley? Where it's like, did charts. this come out of a cereal box? Like, you know, that type of animation? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a this, computer game? Yeah, like computer game. Yeah. Yeah. But so, like, I feel like I've seen a lot of talk from like, People just a bit younger than me on the internet about how seminal these films were for them. And this one is the one. Now, does it have some incredible tunes? Really? Honestly, yes. The soundtrack? (laughs) The soundtrack is hitting. Does it Anything we know? (laughs) Well. (laughs) (laughs) Anything make it to the... If you're on TikTok enough, honestly, maybe, because some of them have become TikTok sounds. Like, there's a song that's like, you're just like me. I'm just like you. I think I switched that around. Oh. And that one. And the, that's what sound. the princess and the pauper sing to each other. Yeah, when they meet in the square, in the town square. <gasps> oh. Um, now, what I have to tell you, Sean, that I know you will enjoy mm-hmm. is that the only person in this film whose name I know is one Martin Short as the villain. Nice. Preminger. 
Prem, what? <laughs> Premanger. Preminger is his name. Preminger, okay. Um, That's a villain. Yeah, giving he's giving everything you would hope that Martin Short would give in that role, slightly a feat. And his, um, his, his problems with the princess... Is it with the princess or is it with the pauper? <laughs> well, kind of both because they have a they scheme. They end up teaming up to sort of foil his evil plans because right. he's been stealing all the gold from the kingdom. Spoiler alert! Well, that's how I'm sure the pauper's family got into this <laughs> yeah, I know. predicament. They're, listen, unfortunately, not a lot of inquiry into like how the monarchy might be contributing to her being a pauper, but like maybe that pauper should just. Like, you know. Well, the poppers should rise and seize the means of production. I think we all can agree. Oh, my God. What you know what would be crazy is when the popper gets into the princess and then she just, like, immediately locks the locks the yeah. hair out. And she's like, I have no idea who this woman is. Yeah. And it's a full horror movie. And from, then a coup. Yeah, from the, the, concept, from the, eye, the POV of the princess. I would love that. I think... There is a world in which you could recut the film to sort of make that happen. Like a single white female. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so someone out there on the internet. <laughs> if you have time. But yeah, I mean, it was a tight uh, hour and 25 minutes. Nice. So that's a blip in your day. And, and what is the plot? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's thin. I, must, I can't really wrap my head around it. It's thin. It. So, okay, uh, the, the, the princess, Annalise is going to be married off to a king she's never met before. So she's unhappy with her lot in life, you know, gilded cage and all that. Um, the pauper is in her... She's deeply in debt to this dressmaker. So she's basically like an indentured what? servant <laughs> working off her parents' debt to this dressmaker. Because her parents were addicted to having dresses made for them? And <laughs> well, no, I think, I think they were just really poor. And so then they had to like oh, get to, money to from clothes. this like loan shark dressmaker. Loan shark seamstress, seamstress is honestly my little seamstress too. And she's, she's, she's great too. She <laughs> um, and then uh, the princess's like uh, guard guy mm -hmm. Uh, decides that she needs like one day of freedom before this marriage to this unknown man. So he like takes her into the village, and they're like walking through the square, and this random woman is just singing. Uh, spoiler alert: that's Erica. <laughs> also, I love that her name is Erica <laughs> the Popper. <laughs> and uh, the princess goes over to be like, "You have such a beautiful voice." And then and she's like, "Oh my good god!" I look like that's another. That's a horror movie as well. That's it the so is like your brain would melt. That's the beginning of that Jordan Peele movie. Us. Basically, yeah. Um, and then, so they meet and like know that each other exist, and then um, there's a plot. Preminger has this plot to kidnap the princess. Because he wanted to marry her, but he knows she's about to be married off to this random king. Um, so he kidnaps her, and then the princess's guard goes and gets Erica and is like, you have to pose as the princess so that she's not missing. So I don't... Listen, again, so, internal consistency. Don't know how already has the princess. He has the princess, and so the but guard goes and gets Erica. Yeah, so that it's like, oh, the princess isn't missing. I don't know how that fixes any problems. Yeah, wouldn't Martin Short then just be like, oh. I'll just grab I'll just this one, too. Yeah. I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then, I don't know, a bunch of other stuff happens and then everything's fine. Like, Nice. That's basically <laughs> what happens. <laughs> um, I get it. I get how this could be like a identity-forming movie for some people. 
better themes than it could have for something coming out in 2004, but hilarious. It's funny, too, because the possibility of this passing over Jeremy's desk is, like, not out of the realm of possibilities because he does have a young daughter that does demand for things. I know. I was just thinking that, and I was like, I feel like she's just getting to the age, too, where she might be, like, leaning into the princess thing. Mm -hmm. So it could be in his future, and I'm going to laugh, laugh, laugh. I hope so. Can't wait. Um, What's another thing? Um, This is, like, do you remember 2017? Uh, vaguely. (laughs) It's longer ago than I would like to recognize. You're right. Well, in that year, there was a film called The Mummy, Mm -hmm. but not that mummy where we all fell in love with Brendan Fraser. Um, This is The Mummy starring Tom Cruise, where it was... Okay, so Universal had this series called, like, The Dark Universe, Mm -hmm. where they were like, this is going to be great, it's going to be like Marvel... But we each, we bring up all of these, like, old classic horror villains, like a vampire and a mummy and a werewolf or whatever. And they'll all get into shenanigans, and it will make us the most money you've ever had. And they released The Mummy, and as Tom Cruise is, like, whatever, an archaeologist, you you know, an archaeologist looks like Tom Cruise. And um, they find The Mummy, and then The Mummy releases its uh, powers, and then they have to kill The Mummy again. Um, but it was such an extreme flop that they scrapped all ideas of doing any of the other ones. And I think that Jeremy would definitely despise having to watch The Mummy. <laughs> and weirdly, the, I did watch The Mummy. The only thing I honestly remember about the whole thing is that uh, there was a viral trailer where they forgot to add the sound in. No. Or they didn't, they add, didn't add the music or something, so... All there was was just people's voices. And there's a scene where, so they're all in a plane, and then the mummy starts escaping from its sarcophagus and moving the plane around. And so all you hear are people just being like, oh, ow, <laughs> like dead silence, and then just like sporadic, like, oh, ooh. <laughs> and it was really eerie and hilarious. And they, that was the beginning of the end, I think, for that film, mm. before it even came out. People were like, this is going to be stupid. Yeah, because, like, I don't remember ever hearing about it. It was very confusing because I was like, is it a sequel to the Mummy series, which has already happened and which is iconic in its own right, um, for Scorpion uh, the Rock? I don't know if you've seen that. There's like a really bad CGI The Rock turning into a Scorpion King. Okay, yeah, is that from this? That no, that is from the original series. Right. Okay. No, this one doesn't. This one doesn't have anything that I, that is <laughs> that you can remember. Notable. It's gone. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, I don't think he would be having a great time with that one. Mm. I think we should make a list. It'd be like, Jer, how many do we get right that you hate? Um, because I do love that ultimately we're just speculating. It's all speculation and conjecture. But I think you're right. Like, based on even that brief description, I can sort of see his eye twitching. Yeah, because honestly, who would? Who would be in anyway? <laughs> well, yeah. So, okay, he, this is good because my next one, I feel, is potentially contentious. Oh. It's another one I watched this week. And actually, weirdly, has some similar themes to Barbie as the Princess and the Pauper. Well, it's a <laughs> universal story. <laughs> um. Now, okay, tell me if you think Jer would hate this one. And that is the 1998 remake 
of the 1961 The Parent Trap. I thought you were going to say a different film there. What did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say the 1990 remake of uh, Psycho. <laughs> oh! But anyway, have we talked about that before? I think we have a long time ago, but it's kind of amazing in its own right. We'll talk about that later, maybe. Yeah. But anyway, so, oh, sorry, The Parent Trap. The Parent Trap. Lindsay Lohan's debut, wherein she plays both twins. And this... Oh, yeah, okay. And it's very easy to get it confused with It Takes Two, right. the Olsen twins iteration of a similar tale. Because the It Takes Two is the same plot of Princess and the Popper, where it's like, we are not related, yeah. we just weirdly look exactly alike. Mm-hmm. Whereas, at least in The Parent Trap, there are twins. At least in The Parent Trap, the parents made the absolutely insane decision. Like, they should be stripped of their kids after, after that decision. It's so hard to get over, because, like, really... When I was watching it this week, I was like, this is such a, like, effective rom-com on the part of the parents. Like, they did a really good job casting that. How about, how could you ever trust your dad, uh, Dennis Quaid, again? Well, exactly. You're really you hot never dad. Would. Honestly, you're extremely your dad who, hot dad. Even just a few years ago, I think I probably would have said is not that hot. And then now I'm really... You're back in. I guess, I guess Dilf's... Are, are just growing Dil- on me. Dilfs are among us. But yeah, he is hot. Um, but I think, so yeah, I think some of those aspects of the unrealism uh, of the film would irk Jeremy. Yes. I think it's maybe a little fluffy for his taste. But I tell you what, it is a it is a tightly constructed little unit. Well, um, oh, who's the actress that plays Chessie? Like, she is from... It's um, Lisa Ann Walter. Lisa Ann Walter is mm-hmm. back in is back in the from in, Abbott Elementary. People is back it. in the public again, which I love. Mm-hmm. And also that her and the woman that plays the evil stepmother are like really good friends. They met on oh, that's nice. They met on the on the set and have just remained really nice friends since then. That is really that's nice because you like to hear about someone who plays a like truly awful character and then is a really nice person. But also that woman, I'm like. Uh, sorry, I also would love to date Dennis Quaid uh, and, you know, not be treated horribly by <laughs> yeah. his daughter. Like, yeah. this I is all I want. I did have a perspective on it as well. Because, yeah, so, like, they the twins meet at camp and are like, oh, we're identical. But also there's a whole, like, several days after they meet. Where they terrorize each other. Yeah, they have this rivalry. But also they have no, there's no, like inquiry into why do we look the exact same and if i was a camp counselor i'd be like wait you guys do you not like is everyone else seeing this yeah no one else points it out that these two children from different families across the world look exactly like yeah i would be losing it right you'd be like i have to make a podcast about this now Uh, yeah (laughs) i need to get i need to get like really high in the in the staff count like room and just be like (laughs) have a string board yeah um, but yeah, so like they, and then they swap. So like the one who's never met their dad goes and stays with the dad and, and poses as the other one and vice versa. And then the dad has this new girlfriend, Meredith Blake. Love that name. I know it's re- like she, it's perfect. She's perfect, honestly, who is like 26. And I feel like he's implied 26? to be like, yes, who, and she's absolutely not like the actress is at least 30 for sure. 
Yeah, 26 is... <laughs> I know. Do we know? Like when 20- you're in your 30s and you look back at 26, you're like... Like, sorry, a 26-year-old wearing that hat? Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> she's That's- also like... I feel like she's like a pretty high up, like, PR executive. I'm like, Meredith, you're doing great, honestly. I love... Remember when in uh, My Best Friend's Wedding, when Julia Roberts was the foremost... Um, food critic in New York City and she was 29 (laughs) and I was like this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard that's really funny Um, but yeah so she's like she is kind of awful is she okay like she is and I feel like but I do I feel for her more than I used to definitely I'm just like hey can you and your sister not actually terrorize me Mm -hmm. that'd be great she does immediately have a plan to ship her off to boarding school yeah. Um, so that's Which is a I'm weapon like, that stepmothers really yeah, pull out all the truly. time. <laughs> but I'm not, but like, n- no fault to her for, yeah, like wanting a super hot Dilf with a vineyard. Like, oh my God, Dilf vineyard? Please. That's my, that, that is my career goal, personally. Career. <laughs> I, I've given up. And <laughs> Nothing I like to, do to do with that. career goals, I see, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, like, it, I think this would be, this would be one that would be fun to watch with Jer. Because there would be things that annoy him, but I don't think he could fight the Nancy Myers excellence. Wait, is it a Nancy Myers? Oh, it is. I it's had, a co-production. I did not know this. Um, I didn't either, actually, until this time. Until this time. <laughs> until this time around. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. Unless I'm. That's not. It could be out to lunch, but I think I'm. Not I don't wrong. think you're out. I never think you're out to lunch. Uh, <laughs> except when we go out together. <laughs> um, but it, but it, it's just like like the music hits. Like the it is quite beautifully shot at times. Like it's it's a well constructed thing for what it is. Does he so have a nice think, kitchen? Oh, do we get some kitchen? Oh my gosh! Okay, so then it's definitely Nancy. Yeah, yeah. We the, got Nancy's stank all over it. Mm-hmm. And so. I think he would be a bit torn by it. You know what I mean? I do. Was there another one that you thought of? Um, yeah, well, so we were just sort of speaking about the Psycho remake. Mm-hmm. But in this case, I think that Jeremy, so we talked Jeremy hates remakes. But in this case, I think that Jeremy, it's so extreme of a remake. It's literally a shot-for-shot experiment to uh, do Alfred Hitchcock's film exactly as he made it and see if any of the magic is, like, there or if, like, what is the sum of the parts of added together or whatever. And I think that Jeremy would appreciate it for its that aspect of it. Mm. Um, I think it would be so much that it would come right back around again that he would like it. Like the, the sort of, like, sheer chutzpah. The chutzpah, exactly. The ambition. The, experiment, the experimentation of it. I think you would be in. I like that idea that it's like something, he, it's like such a remake, something he hates it's the so most, much. It's the, like, it couldn't be more of a remake. I think mm-hmm. they literally, like, um, she's like, I'll get my coat. And instead, she's like, let me get my headphones. Because <laughs> they're like, it's the 90s. We have talked about this, and I'm like, did I watch part of it? I can't remember now. It's Vince Vaughn in the. No, Gregory, I have no. I in the Gregory Peck world, I which certainly is have hilarious. not seen it. <laughs> um, and like Anne Heche, um, Julianne Moore. It's a good oh, cast. We should watch it. Yeah. Have you watched it? I watched it a long time ago during my Gus Van Sant era. Mm. 
Which honestly still still pop in, pop out. Well, yeah, because we just watched My Own Private Idaho recently. Which was amazing. Yeah. A revelation. A revelation. <laughs> For some. My mom famously listened to that episode and texted me and complained about how she hates Gus Van Sant. And I was like, well. Really? Yeah. Why? Did she say? She didn't give a good reason. Wow. Maybe she did. I forget. <laughs> I'm slandering her right now on the radio. But that, she doesn't listen. So she she listens like later. So I'll hear hear about this in a two months. Weeks. You'll be. That's very interesting. I had I no. Idea. So too. I wonder what Gus Van Sant did to her. Yeah, I think I don't think she likes the kind of like experimental like. Yeah. Cool. So uh, the, uh, with that, it's time now for us to hear uh, take a break, hear a word from our sponsors, and weep softly while looking at pictures of Jer. We'll be right <laughs> back with more spoiler alert here on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. And we're back. We're going to get back to talking about movies Jeremy hates in a second. But first, Sean, um, do you know what time it is? Um, no. I lost my watch. <laughs> You're busy clicking and clacking <laughs> over clicking there. Clicking and clacking and snipping and snapping, yeah. Well, Sean, it's game time. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, for those of you who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I... Me, Sonia, always me. I, me, Sonia. <laughs> wow, all okay, week. she's mad. <laughs> she's Just lying, mad. I'm lying. Spend all week looking for a title related to our theme that Sean doesn't know. Mm-hmm. I tell him the title, he tells me what he thinks it's about, and I tell him what it's really about. And we all have a good laugh. Oh, we'll be laughing. Sean, are you ready to play the game? I am. I'm, I'm nervous, but we'll see. Well, you're flying solo, so like this is your opportunity to steal some points. True. This week's title is... Would you, do you have the authority to give me a point? I don't think so. I think this has happened once before, perhaps. Because I don't, you know, I, I don't trust your sort of vengeful streak, right? <laughs> That's so, like, I'm feeling slightly less vengeful since I got that point recently. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. I mean, it was maybe a half point. We've, also, I have no idea how much either of us has, but I'm pretty sure you were or are ahead. Um, I have a natural sort of winning, like, <laughs> yeah. inclination, so, like, That's I true. could probably... <laughs> That's true, so I'm going to have to hold you back. Yeah. This is what we're saying. Uh, well, Sean, this week's title is Kite. Pite? Kite. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> As in, let's go fly a. <laughs> right. Okay. I thought... No, Sean, kite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought it was... Because I... You know that disease where you, like, eat dirt? I thought oh, it yeah, was... Oh, yeah, pica. <laughs> I thought that's what that was. <laughs> this week's title like, is... That's a really pica. intense um, film. Mm. Okay. Well, obviously, so I believe... Well, we could go a few ways here. Um, my first inclination is that it is about a um, artisanal kite maker. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like an old man, um, and he used to make he used to make kites for his children, but his children don't speak to him anymore because he's kind of an old grump, <laughs> and uh, dry, like people don't. Li- Everyone on the block in the other artisanal shops, the cheese, the bakery, they all are like, oh, that old man, he's so rude. And then, oh, a sprightly young, um, like, boy uh, appears in the shop, and the old man's like, go away. And the boy is uh, has a very winning personality and um, just keeps pushing at this old man until um, he's... I don't know. He's like, I want to work apprentice in your shop. And the old man's like, no, I don't need that. But then he's like, you obviously do because no one shops here. And <gasps> uh, 
you're old and you're having a hard time doing things. And so then they become, at first, you know, wary friends, and mm-hmm. then they become great friends. And it, uh-huh. and then it opens the old man to other, other people's relationships, and he makes friends. An old dog learns new trick. Cute. Yeah. I would probably watch that. <laughs> so watch Kite. Or pica. <laughs> or pica and get your vitamins <laughs> so you don't go, go there. Um, well, Sean, unfortunately, you truly could not be more wrong. What? In any ways, shapes, or form. No. Uh... It's true because Kite is a 2014 South African action film. If you say it's like John Kite or something, <laughs> and that's why it's named that, I will be I actually, so mad. What's really annoying is I don't know why it's called Kite. Oh, okay. <laughs> It is based on uh, the 1998 anime of the same name, Mm -hmm. and it's described as, with the help of her father's ex-partner, played by Samuel L. Jackson. Partner? Like, business partner, I think. Oh, okay, okay. And a friend from her past, an orphaned teen mercilessly blasts her way through a dark milieu (laughs) in pursuit of her parents' killers. Okay, dark milieu is a good title. Whoever wrote that for Google... I think deserves some credit because that chatbot deserves it. They do. Um, so what you're telling me is there's no possible way I could have guessed what the plot was yeah. from the name Butt Kite. Which honestly, I feel like is pretty often true with the game. But yeah, you're right. Okay. I also just had to pick something. No, and, and I thought I'm... a remake um, was a good choice. For it, oh yes, of course, yes, yes. Uh, the details of the plot, like the actual plot, are really dark. Um, yeah. And I read that it's truly gruesome although less so than the original anime um and i think i would honestly dislike it as much as i'm guessing jer would so not sure i recommend but there you go but at least we know it exists yeah it's there if you really like something with zero percent on rotten tomatoes that's really violent is it zero she's a zero that's not doesn't happen that often and an 18 percent audience score so it's not Uh, even like we should have a show where we only watch zeros Yep, write it down. I'm writing it down. <laughs> I have my phone in front of me, but yeah, you have a piece of paper. I have a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a lot easier than for me to put it in this note. Um, okay, well, Sean, thank you for playing the game. Thank you for uh, facilitating the game. You're so welcome. It was kind of fun, actually, but it was a lot of pressure. I was like, oh, Jer really just handles this like a... He just goes, he like just does it. R.I.P. Jer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. We'll remember you fondly. See you in a while. Um, okay, so actually, speaking of that, we mm. are talking about films that we think Jer would hate. Well, yeah. films and other things. Yeah. Um, so, Sean, I have a question. Yes. Just a casual, not dark question at all. Oh, dear. If you could strap Jeremy to a chair, tape his eyes open, and force him to watch something Clockwork Orange style, Ooh. what would it be? Hmm. This is interesting because, like... He is a very, I would say, adventurous watcher. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, he doesn't say no to basically anything, and he has seen almost <laughs> way like twice as many things as I have. Um, but he does famously he has not watched Cats, and he, yes, and he refuses to watch Cats. So if we've got him in the chair and yeah. his eyes are open, maybe we'll want to see him. Rebel Wilson sneak out of her skin. Yep. Like maybe, 
Maybe that's the time that we get him on that. And we'll say, look at the fur technology, Jared. Yeah. Look at the terrible rendering. And he'll just be singing like, skimple shanks. <laughs> but like a tear is like falling from his eye. <laughs> <laughs> the railway cat. <laughs> I wonder which song he would hate the least. Oh, uh, well, it's not skimple shanks because that is the best song. Yeah. There, that is w- one of the top f- five for sure. Yeah, it's probably ugh, it's probably uh, James Corden's song about being a fat cat. That's yeah. a, that's not a pretty boring song. He just say. had to be in there, didn't he? Of course. But yeah, that was that was my gut instinct as well. Was cats? Yeah. Um, which we will get him to watch. We, he's made a promise. Like we technically owe. The we world. do. We do owe the world this. A tape of us forcing Jared to watch it. So a tape. It's coming. A tape. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just in case listeners are wondering how old I am. A videotape? My goodness. (laughs) An (laughs) 8-track. Okay, Sean, I'm actually really excited to tell you my answer to this question. Yes, please. Because I feel like you're going to have so many questions, and I probably won't have all the answers, but it'll be fun for us to go through this journey together. Okay. So, Sean, have you... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Are you crying? <laughs> no, I didn't write down the name of this church, and I'm really upset with myself. I think it might literally be called the Rock Church Ooh. or something like that. But there's an evangelical church in Winnipeg oh. that puts on these really elaborate copyright infringement musical retellings of the Easter story Wait, Based on existing properties. That's in Winnipeg? It's in Winnipeg. Have you heard of it? I had no idea it was so close to us. It's, I think I have. We, we just missed it. We just missed 2023. Oh. Which apparently this year it was a Beauty and the Beast retelling. That's, this is amazing. And then they, they have these really high quality, well, pretty high quality <laughs> multicam recordings. Right. Which I think this is perfect because Jer famously hates live stage recordings yes he does yeah. of stage shows um but specifically they did one in 2014 called rock star wars rock star wars, <laughs> rock star wars. <laughs> like rock lobster <laughs> no well i mean yeah okay similarly so, campy but i don't think as intentionally campy as rock songs <laughs> rock songs injected into star well Rock rock songs mm. is a stretch. Is it like a um, is is it like a jukebox? Like, do we know these songs? It is a jukebox. Yeah. Um, just as an example, they have used "Call Me Maybe" in more than one of their shows. Okay. <laughs> um, like Mary is telling that to Jesus behind the rock. Yeah, She's right. like, "In three days, please call, call me, me maybe. Back. Call me back." But so, Rock Star Wars is a Star Wars skin for the Easter story. Ew. Sorry. It's not skin. For, for, it's, 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 it's telling the Easter story through the lens yeah. of Star Wars. Um, it features iconic characters like Luke Moonwalker, only hmm. one cannoli. I can't only even, one cannoli? I can't even say it <laughs> And in, in the show, they literally go, only one cannoli? Who can only eat one cannoli? <laughs> Wait, and he's named that because he can physically only no, fit in I one. <laughs> I don't. It's just so funny, Sean. And Darth Vader. Darth, which is okay. not, not, it's bad. not really a joke. 
Uh, but it does feature an ex- extended scene uh, where the central joke is just them redoing that old ice, old spice commercial. Oh, that was already four years old uh, in 2014, where the guy's like, "Look at your man now, look back to me." No, but it's, no. it doesn't go anywhere. It's literally like, <laughs> "Look at your man now, look back to me." We're in space. Oh <laughs> like I'm on a. Bus. This is driving me crazy. I haven't. It even would irritate seen, I haven't you. Even seen it would. It's irritating. It also has a they're, parody song. They're fitting too much in. They fit so much in. It's only 36 minutes long. What? <laughs> They've gotten a bit longer over time. Um, it does feel like I want to write one now, though. Actually. I want you to so badly. Maybe for Radiothon this year. Oh, That's what we do. That, ooh, it might be a little blasphemous if we're sticking to their theme. But um, if, if anyone out there, and you specifically, Sean, want to get some eyes on pieces of this, they're kind of hard to find. Like, they don't have one central place where they're all listed, I suspect, for copyright reasons. Right. <laughs> but apparently they recently live-streamed a bunch of them. And so the YouTuber Jenny Nicholson, who does really great videos about different media stuff, has a video about a bunch of the different ones that they've done. So you can go and see some of the pieces. Um, But I just want to tell you a few other things that are part of this. It also features a parody parody of what does the fox say? Uh, What does the wook say? The wook? (laughs) The wookie. (laughs) <laughs> because but Leia, they're like, but because Leia, Leia can't understand Chewbacca, right? But they're like, but Fox only has one syllable, so we have to yeah. say book. <laughs> what does the book say? And then he just goes like, <laughs> 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 um, and then at the end, uh, Luke is the one who gets frozen in carbonite. As okay. a stand-in for the crucifixion. Because <laughs> keep in mind, this is the Easter story, right, so like right. each one of these has a crucifixion in it, right? After which, they then sing Space Oddity as their post-crucifixion lament. Okay. And then he busts out of the carbonite. Oh. And they celebrate. Well, because that's his. Right. He comes back back three days later. Pretty quick. Um, It's not. Yeah, that comes back. (laughs) Then they sing their remix of Counting Stars. But the like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which features the lyrics. Lately, I've been, I've been praying hard. He said, let your light shine brighter, brighter than the stars. Mm. Okay, so <laughs> they're just like, they're like general space yeah. stars uh, lyrics are fine. Yeah, it's hmm. relevant. And that song also features a rap breakdown uh, by youth pastor Han Solo, who is a youth pastor canonically in the show. Oh, youth pastor Han Solo. <laughs> I just want to know, is there a moment moment where someone's like, Jesus loves you, and he's like, I know. This I know. (laughs) For the Bible tells me so. Um, (laughs) Bruh. Well, Sonia, that is dark, dark materials. His dark materials. Fascinating, isn't it? It really is. I would like to meet some of the creative geniuses. Because honestly, that's a lot of work. That's my thing. And, like, the the sets are extremely elaborate. Like, there's also a Star Trek one. There's, well... Because as you say this, I think I've seen a clip of a Marvel one when yes. I- Iron Man uh, is, like, the on Avenger. the cross. The Avenger one. <laughs> is what it's called. <laughs> the Avenger. <laughs> yeah. They also have the Princess Bride of Christ back from the future. Mm. Enjoy story. 
Joy Story. <laughs> okay, well, that's a good, actually, Joy Story's good. Yeah, we have to make one. But, like, yeah, and, like, so, like, it's funny because the costumes and the props really kind of ride the line between really impressive and kind of quite kind crap. Of, kind of crap. <laughs> like, they're R2-D2. You're like, that's really good. And then you look closer and you're like, oh, <laughs> but it, a little cardboard box. If I was ever to put on, like, I do have a fantasy about staging a musical, but it is, like, um, intentionally really crappy. Like, Annie, but it's everyone's played by adults, and, like, the wigs and costumes are, like, crappy, and, like, sets fall over and things like that. So, I'm really drawn to this idea. Mm. And uh, I think I know where to go next next Easter. Yeah, I know. I'm like, man, if only we'd had this conversation a few weeks earlier. I could take a soak at Thermea and Mm. watch a truly heinous piece of art. All right, next. I've got it in the calendar (laughs) next year. Put it in. But yeah, I would love to. Uh, I would love to watch Jer watch these. Um, now you know what else Jer doesn't enjoy watching mm. are any films by a certain actress, Shelley Long. <laughs> well, that's sort of an inherited, and it's preference. an inherited trait, of course. Um, but <laughs> as we know that he has watched The Money Pit. Mm-hmm. So not all Shelly is off limits, but I think he has to sneak around to get his fix, his Shelly fix. So funny. I love that that's a thing we know about him and his mom. I love I love <laughs> that fact as well. Okay, wait. Can I tell you one funny thing about the parent trap that I forgot to tell you? Yes, please. On Disney Plus. You know how it says, like, the rating in the corner and then says, like, what the reasons? Yeah. <laughs> The parent trap is rated PG for minor mischief. <laughs> like mischief committed by minors? Well, that's or what I was <laughs> wondering. At first I read it as like, you know, not major a little, mischief. A little bit, yeah. But then I was like, I guess it probably is like... Children. children causing a ruckus. Like it's going to inspire your children to, to mischief. Ooh, well that... Yeah, like I don't want to put any ideas in these kids' heads. Yeah. But then there's a so gang of kids ha- outside my ba- building that play basketball, and oh. I, f- I feel really intimidated whenever I have to take my car away. I'm like, oh, <laughs> the teens. They're literally like ten years old. <laughs> <laughs> They're not teens. I assume they were teens. No. Are you worried that they'll come into your house while you're sleeping and like spray um, shaving cream, cream on and, your head and, and strings and make, cover you in feathers? Yeah, and get a bear on me or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> no, there's no bear. Wait, is there not? No. <laughs> you think that the children in the parent trap sick a bear on one Well, another? what is this? Oh, I think I'm thinking of the OG one where they just tell her that, like, if you do this dumb thing, it will keep bears away. And so that she oh, does the dumb thing. No, you know what? That actually is in the remake as well. Oh, okay. When they go camping. Yeah, yeah. But I was thinking of at camp, they have, like, prank wars. Yes. It gets pretty. <laughs> it gets vicious. It's, it's, I wouldn't call it minor mischief, to be honest. It's maximum mischief. <laughs> yeah. Mischief managed. Okay, are there any other things we should talk about that we think Jared would hate? Hmm, well, and also I was thinking about the new Jurassic Park series. Mm, I was thinking about that as well, but Be- not having watched it at all, I didn't feel I could speak to it. You haven't watched it at all. No. I So... Obviously, the OG Jurassic Park series, incredible, amazing, uh, can't be stopped, can't be topped. And they all have, like, at least two or three extremely amazing sequences. Even in the sequels, like, the second one, uh, there's, like, a tr- 
I don't know if you've seen that one. Mm-mm. It's like from 1997, I think. Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah. And um, they have this amazing like trailer that that Julianne Moore is living in that is like indestructible or whatever. But then it's obviously not. And there's a part where the trailer goes off a cliff, but someone is like, it's attached to a tr- like a truck and then things are falling through the middle because glass is breaking. Mm-hmm. And it's a really intense scene. And they just, like, in the new ones, they don't have scenes like this, really. It's just, mm. like, I don't know. They don't have really... The the sequences are not very fun. The It doesn't look as, like, you know, the CGI is just not as... It doesn't mm. get you excited. Maybe I have seen the first one because I have an image in my mind of... Wait, is it Bryce Dallas Howard or Jessica Chastain? With the heels, yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard. Well, yeah, there's her running in heels all the time. Yeah. And then I also have this image of her in like a little, like a little pod, like a little hexagon. Oh, yeah. Like they rolling. have these have these like weird rolling balls. So I guess I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> if I know that, but. And like, yeah, there is a scene where the kids are like in the in the rolling ball and they stop working or whatever, and they're like, ah. and then a dinosaur is like kicking them around like a soccer ball and it's like (laughs) not very intense it's really yeah like that's not the same no Mm. they're like like i guess you're like oh god they might crush us but the (laughs) the stakes don't seem very high Mm. now i'm curious to know how jerry will feel about this like newest one because famously laura dern is back she comes back and like she's she's gonna have shorts on well what if she wears full slacks then Jer might riot. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to... A full dress pants slack, yeah. she would be... Yeah. He might flip a table. I haven't seen the new one. I, that's the Is thing. I, I don't even have a... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even have a... Uh, I'm not drawn to it. Yeah. All I can think of is Barbie. Yes. <laughs> well, Sean? Yes. Anything else to add? No. Thank you, Jer. Thank you for your service. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to... We miss you. We spent a whole episode talking about you. That's how much. We should have maybe done this at the end. We could have. I think about it. Or like halfway through. But Well, we won't have, what if we don't even remember? At least <gasps> he's, the memory of him is fresh in our minds. Yeah. It'll be like in Back to the Future when they're like fading from the pictures. <gasps> Jerry will just slowly fade from our minds. Oh, my God. And he'll come back and we'll be like, who are you? Sonia, that's actually quite dark. It's dark. It's really dark. Uh, all right. Well, we have a few minutes left. So, Sean, what I want to know is... What you watching? What you been watching? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not a lot of things I have watched this week. Mm-hmm. Gotta say, um, I think the last thing I was invested in was Dairy Girls. Mm. Um, I watched three seasons in like a couple week, like a couple week, maybe a week. And that sounds crazy, but there's only like six episodes yeah. in each season. It's so. European TV. It's European TV. They're like 20, 20 minutes an episode, and there's six episodes a season. So, And it's literally the best show ever made. And it's so, so cute and fun. Oh, it's so good. Like, it's just the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... Damn. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rip Dairy Girls, but also mad respect for ending a show when it's time. Like, before it gets old. Yes. And also, I'm like, how is there only one breakout gal from that series? They should all have their own thing. Yeah, I agree. Just Nicola, I guess. Just Nicola. And (laughs) the auntie. Mm. That actress is so extremely funny. 
Well, she... Wait, is it the same person? She's she's She does that, like, interview thing. No, like Philomena Kunk? Is that not her? No. Oh. Same vibes. It is, it is the same vibes. <laughs> that was pretty, pretty racist against white women of me. <laughs> yeah, the, the letters are going to roll in. But they... Wow, that's interesting. All right, well, never mind. But yeah, she give that woman some work. She's conk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that just rolled over. <laughs> She's serving conk. She's serving conk. Um, can I tell you about something embarrassing? Yes, please. I would love into? to hear that. Uh, so you know the smash hit video game The Sims. Yes. Been been a big hit for years and years now. Yeah. Um, is it, do you think it's sad to watch other people play The Sims on YouTube? (laughs) I wouldn't say it's sad. I would say it's not my watchable, but. I wouldn't have thought it was either, but it's really relaxing. So, like, and also I think it's my dream job. Like, if I could just. Watching or simming? (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm already watching. You're watching for free, so you should be simming. Watching for free. But if I could be like a, like a, a gamer. Like what? Do, what would you even call that? Like a gaming influencer, like someone who streams, and that's their There's streamer. Like, people, I think people streamer. do that. Yeah, mm. I know. Well, I've I've discovered this whole world of people who exclusively, pretty much, stream The Sims, and there are people who've created all of these like challenges. So right now, I'm deeply absorbed into this like legacy challenge. Where it's, like, you have to create, like, there's, like, ten different generations that you have to, like, work through. And there's specific, like, goals for each generation that they have to Wait, achieve. Wait, generations of people? Of Sims. Oh, my God. So, it's, like, you have you start with, like, your first Sim and there's, like, this list of things you have to do. And then that Sim has a kid. And then there's, like, this list of things you have to do with, like, that kid. And you keep the line going for ten generations. How, humans are so fascinating. As a, as a Sim player, how possible is that to do? It's, I mean, hard. I don't know how to play Sims. I've never played Sims. <laughs> there's, there's barriers because you have to have a bunch of the expansion packs mm. for this challenge. And they're, like, pretty expensive, to be honest. And so, but, but it's complicated. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of moving pieces to achieving all these goals and stuff. So I I don't think this is probably interesting to anyone listening. <laughs> I think that, that you have a crowd. There's people, people that know people. People out yeah. People. <laughs> well, there's people out there like me watching because, like, the one that I'm watching right now, I guess I should shout her out. Her name's Claire, H- Claire Siobhan. Handles? Claire Siobhan is her YouTube name. Siobhan. I think that's her middle name and her oh. first name's Claire. But, like, her videos have literally millions of views. So I'm not alone. You are not alone. <laughs> exactly. That's a song from the Winnipeg Easter Festival that we're going to. <laughs> Onto the Wood. Onto the wood? Isn't that from Into the Woods? You are not alone. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Onto the Wood, though. Is that offensive? Well, kind of? no one is alone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because <laughs> Jesus is on. Oh, my God. I saw it. Well, <laughs> good thing it's a community radio show. And okay. <laughs> You're doing some good writing here. Thank you. I, I, I thought can... that was pretty clever, but then I said it. I was like, oops, <laughs> maybe shouldn't have. Anyway, so well, may he strike you down if it was <laughs> yeah. if it was bad. I'm sorry to anyone that I offended. Genuinely, that was a pure stream of consciousness moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, if you're looking for something to fall asleep to, watching someone else play The Sims is 
We were well, and as I've been getting older, I have been finding <laughs> YouTube videos to put me to sleep, basically. Yeah. Which I didn't expect for myself. My recent ones have been Bob Ross painting. Really? And now watching people play The Sims. You like seeing someone create. Well, Bob Ross has such a, such a dulcet tone. Like, he's so gentle. It's like he's painting you right to bed. <laughs> right to sleep. <laughs> and with that, that is all the time we have for this week. All the thanks to Saskatoon's The Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna. To my co-host, Sean. We miss you, Jeremy. Everyone at CJTR. And to you, our sweet listeners, for lending us your ears. The show is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Fridays at 3, and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website and anywhere else you get your podcasts. My Electric is coming up next, so stick around. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.